Okay, so we um, are up to, we've been discussing, first of all, what is love in general between anyone. Uh, and then we moved over, uh, having defined love as being a closeness. And we, we pointed out that closeness can be just being similar in what you are, both of you. You know, that would be uh, just yeah, each one finishing each other with sentences and just being uh, like twins or whatever, right? Um, and then we pointed out there's also a closeness that two people or two entities can share as far as the two of them sharing a goal, a vision, uh, a shlemus, a completion that they provide for one another, husband and wife, etc. Uh, where seemingly they're dissimilar, but they're actually extremely similar because they're similar in the end result, in what the, both of them value, even though they're coming at it from two different directions. Um, then we moved over to talking about, okay, so if love is uh, defined as a closeness between two people or two entities, so how can anyone... Uh, open their mouth and talk about loving of Hashem. Hashem, we limited finite entities are so dissimilar from the infinitely perfect, un completely beyond divine, right? And that's where we got in, got onto the topic of the, uh, the mitzvah of Kriyashma, declaring the oneness of Hashem, which is immediately followed by the haftas, Hashem alokecha b'chol levavachol b'chol nafshechol b'chol meldecha. And the Rabbi Akiva giving up his life at Echad. So the point is that the love there is similar to what we spoke about husband and wife where even though maybe we're dissimilar, but we share in that ultimate oneness that the two of us have. So the love that we can have for Hashem is in the recognition that we don't have an independent existence. There is no existence besides Hashem. Hashem is the one and only existence here. And everything else, the most existence we can ever have is to fuse and become one with the existence of Hashem. That's the, that's the, that's the greatest existence that we can ever have is the Rabbi Akiva was Mestire Kol Yomov. Uh, all of his life he was waiting to fulfill the mitzvah of loving Hashem Bechol Nafshecha which we'll talk about what is the Nekudo of Nafshecha specifically as opposed to Levavacha or Meldecha. But that love, so he fulfilled it with Bechol Levavacha, he fulfilled Bechol Meldecha, he never had a chance to fulfill Bechol Nafshecha. So, because we're explaining why, because the point is, is that longing, that yearning, demonstrates a recognition of the oneness of Hashem. So Rabbi Akiva was living but with the oneness of Hashem and he's saying Hashem is one and only really, only when it is that I'm Moser Nefesh, when I give up my life for Hashem, that's really when I become eternal. Means as long as I am a separate entity, as long as I've never been Moser Nefesh for Hashem, never given up my life for Hashem, so then really, 
I am a kind of an independent existence. But the truth is that it's a lie, because there is no Einol Milvado, there is no independent existence. So what that means is, to that extent, I don't exist. A person, let's take an extreme example, a Russian. A Russian is a person who lives only for himself. He wants a, he's a glutton, a consumer, uh, you know, uh, whatever. Uh, and uh, he has no interest in Hashem because he wants to live his own life. That person really has, has no existence. Will, in the future, will have no existence at all. But, uh, but even now, right, like the Gemara Bracha says, Why? Because the true life is what? Is, is closest to Hashem, because Hashem is existence. Like the Derek Hashem said, right? So all existence is dependent on Him. So to the extent that you're connected, to the extent that you're, that you're clinging to that, to the extent that you are able to give over your life to Him, that's the extent to which you exist eternally. To the extent that not is the extent to which you don't exist. That's okay. So that was the love that man can have for Hashem. Now here comes the next kasha. Okay, fine. We pointed out how man could love Hashem in spite of the fact that seemingly they are so dissimilar. They are similar. But what about? Take a look over here. Pasuk in Malachi, as well as we say it in Davening, right? Pasuk Malachi says. I love you. She's speaking to the Jewish people. I love you. We say in davening. Kind of a question, but is, is that past tense? Yes. Like, uh, like, why is it past tense? Okay. Uh, like, I, I loved you. Take I don't a look over there. No, 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 no. Just, uh, The statement, like we say in davening. He loves the, his people, the Jewish people, right? So we're just showing that there is a concept of Hashem loving the Jewish people. How, how could that happen? If love is, is similarity, and Hashem is perfect in every way, inconceivably uh, beyond anything we can imagine, so how can Hashem love us? Love is, is similarity, love is closeness. We're trying to we're trying to get close to him, be similar. He appreciates or wants to be close to those who are trying to be close similar to him. I mean, our whole our whole game is trying to get be similar to him, align ourselves. Right. So we are. He looks at us saying, "Oh wow, these guys are really aligned with what I'm." That's incredible. Look at this little ant. He's really trying. He's got that little hat doing, and everything. It's really cute. This little ant. He's like a little hat. And he's walking around. Also with the briefcase, but like, but do you love the ant? I know. I, I, I mean, it's funny when your kid when your, when your kid emulates you. You're like, oh, I, I love this kid very much because they're really trying. I can see but, myself. There. Oh, but why did you? Okay, so so that's gonna be the the keys be the kid. Not so much the hat and the, and the, and the briefcase. Maybe that's even cuter. But but the point is that it's the bottom. Is the bottom of the is being Hashem's children. What, now, what does that mean? It means that uh, 
when we talk about Hashem, we, we, we don't mean there's there's an infinite there's an infinite. I mean, you can't even say the word being. I don't know what I mean. There's no words. That's why it's called ain't soul. There's no there's no end. There's no ends. There's no parameters to describe at all. Hashem. Uh, the the insult Hashem already is saying the name that's already a certain manifestation okay so manifestation has to do with the creation okay now the creation the entire creation is for one purpose and one purpose only Morty what is that to get close to God no for Hashem to do good to us for Hashem to do good to another it's creation right Create the whole purpose of creation is to do good to us. For Hashem to do good to us. Now, in that regard, in that regard, that when we talk about Hashem loving us, us loving Hashem, anything, anything and everything that we ever say about Hashem is only about the. The manifestation, again, the infinite we can't say anything about. Just no words. But the, 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 that infinite creating everything with a purpose to do good, that's what we call Hashem. The one who is the mate, the one who is the one doing good, that's what we call Hashem. What about the, the rest of the infinite? Of whatever the infinite does besides doing good to us? We have nothing to say. We can't, we have, we can't, we can't say anything because it has, it, it's, not, it's not revealed to beyond himself. The only thing revealed to beyond himself is the tachlis of Hatava, the purpose of creation, of, of doing good. Anything not that? Is it not relevant to us? We can't, we can't, we can't we have zero information on it. So when we say us loving Hashem, Hashem loving us, we're talking about the the native, the one who is doing good. So now, as far as that's concerned, that tachlis, that purpose to do good, is inextricably bound up with Klausel, the recipients of that good. There's, there's no cause, you know, and there's no one to do good to. So in that regard, that's like a father and a son. That's, that's a, a two, two halves of, 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 of one system, of one thing. The native, the one doing good, and the one, the recipient of that good. In, in that regard, there's a tremendous closeness. In fact, that closeness is the Tzadashava, the similarity in the entire existence. I mean, the the Bureya the, Tichon, the, the, the common thread in the entire existence as we know it, is that relationship between the native, the one that does good, and the recipient of that good. So in that regard, Hashem loves us. I have us all of them. And 
never-ending love because there's nothing else they could ever say. Okay, you know that's okay. That's been enough. Now let's move on to the next to our regular occasional programming. Let's move on to the next thing. No, there is nothing else. This is it. The the the, the this is the purpose of the entire of the entire creation. Okay, does that make sense? So that's the love that Hashem has for the Jewish people. Because we feel the need for the need. Need chasma shalom. We were the recipients of his good. The purpose. We are the we are the fulfillment of the purpose of the creation. Need chasma shalom. The word need implies a lack that we can never say. So you think that that is. Would, uh, okay. would uh, violate Shlemus uh, right? But yes, but we are the fulfillment of the purpose of the creation. Yes, absolutely. Gracious to us, the 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 first of of, of Hashem's crops, so to speak, right? Gracious to us, the of. of that's the, pur- the purpose of every of the of the entire harvest is that is is the, is the, what's going to come out. Okay. Now, let's talk about our father and the son a little bit more. Notice something interesting between the love and the father and the son. Oh, it's, it's El, we're talking about Elo. Anilu dodi dodi li. We're yearning in what three weeks? We're gonna in three weeks. We're gonna. The Omid Lifnei Melech, and we're we're preparing. Incredible. Okay, so the love the father has for his son is different than the love the son has for the father. Who loves who more? Father for the son. Father for the son. Why so? Any idea? The one you love or you give. Maybe he is just older, bigger. Maybe true, but not the definition of the morale is using. In fact, he came against that last week, if you recall. Against? Because, uh, not against, but uh, that is is not the definition. That is not not the definition he's using. He's trying to. I, that's a famous Rav Dessler. I, I know you're saying the Rav Dessler. Good. Dessler's, it's it's definitely a nice lesson and nice way to work on love. Uh, work on loving someone is to do good for them. But that's not the definition. Because according to that, you could just flip a coin, roll some dice randomly, marry a girl, and then as long as you just do lots and lots of things for her, everything will work out nicely. Don't don't get married like that. That's not the way to get married. <laughs> okay, no? Well, Rory also said that, that the, the idea of that you, that you look at um, when you see a similarity. Exactly, the similarity, right? So the son literally comes from the father. He comes out of the father. He's an expression of the father, right? And to a certain extent, <laughs> it's so fun. Yeah, like, yeah, like, Getting a little bit older, getting some, I think, 
quite a few gray hairs in the beard over here. And like to, to my parents, I'm still like their little boy. You know, it's like unbelievable. Yeah, like my for my mom, my dad is like it's just never in their eyes. You never you're never separate. You're always just attached to them. But in the child's eyes, that's not the case. The, the son leaves his father. He's got his own thing. Now, you know, he might recognize certain similarities, but he's looking forward. He's trailblazing his own thing. He doesn't view himself as a continuation of the father. He's not, he doesn't have that perspective. The father's staying back. So he's saying, oh, look, it's like this literally just little me, mini me just going forward over there, right? But the son's like, no, this is me. Right? So, the, the, so there is that, that, uh, that, uh, that uh, level of disconnect. Now, part of it has to do with the concept that the... So, to a certain extent, that would be a kasha. That would say that... So, do we, so, so, so maybe we don't love Hashem, or we don't have the ability... Like, I'm not saying like Hashem or not, like nonsensical to compare, but maybe we're also... Okay, he created this, but now we're going forward. So, the older Farshim uh, use this muscle, the... The Maral, the Nefeshachayim, the Tanya, they all use this marshal of what's the difference if the, um, there's a concept that if the source goes, the cause, if the cause of something goes, then the effect also disappears. An analogy would be a candle and light. If I blow out the candle, there's no more light. Yeah? The root and the and the tree. I take away the root, there's no more tree. Mm-hmm. So in that regard, the effect, the thing that comes out, can never be disconnected. Its whole existence is dependent on the source where it's coming from. And that's what we say with Hashem, the recognizing the oneness of Hashem, recognizing that we're from there, that's the love that we have for Hashem. Right? So how come a son doesn't have the same thing for his father? And so it's simple. In this world, if a carpenter builds a house, even though he built the house, but the house can stand a hundred years after he's passed away. Why is that? If a carpenter is the cause why the house is here, so as soon as he's gone, the house should disappear. Because he's not the ultimate sustainer. Exactly. Exactly. All he did, the builder, is he simply put together pieces of wood and pieces of stone that already existed before him. They happened to be in different locations. They happened to be in different shapes a little bit. He moved them around and he positioned them. But they already existed before him and they exist after him. Same two children are not, parents are not the, are not the creators. Parents are the molders of the children. But ultimately the neshama comes down from Hashem. That's why, although there is that distance between the son and the father, but to a certain extent, the connection between Klaus and Hashem is greater than that. Because if a father passes, the son is still here. Whereas, if, like the Rambam says, if one could imagine that Hashem were to not be, then nothing would be. There's a, there's a, there is still a, a disconnect though. Because we, we don't always recognize that okay. We recognize a lot of things. But, it, that, but, that, but the point is we can work on it. What? That's hindering Absolutely. our love. Absolutely. Okay. We're just pointing out that the love that we can have for Hashem is different than, than 
like we spoke about last week, there's no mitzvah to love your father. A person might love his father, but the person is obligated to have all of his fathers, to have moras ab and ain. But there's no mitzvah. Why? For this reason. Because the point is to see the, to see the, the gap, the disconnect, the, the, he's greater than me, that if not for him I wouldn't be alive. But not to see the oneness of existence, because it's not really true. There isn't that oneness of existence. Darius, he, he passes. Uh, father can pass, and the son is still here. Okay. One father could pass, and the son would still be here. But with Hashem, our existence is entirely dependent on Him. You've been up since earlier, probably, than I have this morning. Probably not. Okay, fine. Very good, Rabbi Sai. Next, again, little bit. By the way, I, I, I don't know if I mentioned this to you guys or not. The first parak in every Nisiv is by far and away the hardest. And the is all, the way it works is, in the first parak, you crack the nut, and then you just eat delicious nuts for the rest of the Nisiv. Okay, so hang in there. Um, okay, now we have a Gemara Brachas. So what we so we spoke about this concept of uh, and obviously the question is what are, what is this three pronged aspect of love? That's what we're going to spend a while talking about now. Okay, so uh, it's going to be subdividing now. Bechol is b'shnei yetsrecha with your two inclinations. Now the one inclination is the yetsar tov, the good inclination. That's obvious. That, that's the one that wants to serve Hashem. The finish is that with your other yetsar, with the yetsar hara, the inclination to go and do evil. To serve Hashem with that. By the way, any ideas? How does one serve Hashem with their Yetz or Hara? Either, either by coming in uh-huh. and or by channeling it. Very good. Those are the two. But the Pashup Shad is overcoming. That's the Yetz Hara, evil inclination, was put into this world to challenge us and for us to say no. That's that's how it's for, that, that's how it's fulfilled. There is a yeah, there is a higher level of being able to actually transform it to the side of good that can only be done with certain aspects of the Sahara, etc. Okay. Um, even if uh, someone will take your life and you know but you still do that, a serious effort. Bechol meodecha. Bechol mamonecha. That means with all of your money. We'll have to discuss why meodecha. What's meodecha by a literal translation of meodecha? Very good. What's the literal translation? Your everything? With your veriness. Like with your ordinance? Yeah. Interesting. And so Chazal are telling us over here 
is that's Bechol Memoncha. So what's the connection between all your very muchness and with your money? Okay, Dover Acher, alternative uh, explanation. Of course, they're both going to be true, but just for way to look at it. Bechol Me'odecha, Bechol Midesh, who molded Loch. Havi Modolo, whatever, whatever, every single situation, every single uh, measurement Hashem measures out to you, every parcel He parcels out to you, to love Him for every one of those. Sometimes we tend to, we tend to take parcels for granted. You know, when you're in camp and you get a parcel from your parents. So if you get one every week, so you tend to say, okay, this is just the, this is just the canteen, this is just you know, regular weekly delivery, but to appreciate every single parcel. Okay? Tanya, Rabbi Lezer, Agadol Oimer. Im nemar b'chol nafshecha, lama nemar b'chol meodacha. Im nemar b'chol meodacha, lama nemar b'chol nafshecha. If I tell you, you should give up even your life, so why don't you tell you money? If I tell you with all your money, so you're going to be left completely helpless, you're not going to be able to live another day, you're going to starve, so why do I have to tell you with all your nefesh? Some people, their, physic, their physical existence is more beloved to them, more so than their money, which we'll discuss what that is. Then, telling you, as a person, his money is more beloved to him than his goof, then we tell you, by the way, any, any, uh, anyone know if one of those two is a higher level than the other? What would, what would a tzaddik, which one would a tzaddik have a harder time? Is it the hardest? Did I say it was the hardest? He said he was waiting because he never, he never had a chance to fulfill it. He it's a one and done. It's a one and done. After that, you freeze your ticket, you're done. You're, right. You turn on, but Bechol Meldecha, he, he did that his, his entire life. But the truth is that we see with Yaakov Avinu that he went back for Pachem Ketanim and Rashi there says that, that, that for Tzadikim that their moment is beloved to them because they work hard for it for, you know, and, and, and they, they, you know, they really uh, break their goof to get it and, they, and this is what's going to facilitate you to be able to live and to, and to, and to serve our family. So, okay. So we'll, uh, it's not, it's not, uh, so something, it's not like uh, people understand, oh, some crazy greedy guy that like he cares more about his money than, than, uh, of course, he, uh, the Torah wouldn't need to come along and say that. Rabbi Leila is telling you that there's like this and there's like that, and both are necessary. Okay. So, what are these three things, just in the very, uh, so, uh, first to address, uh, with uh, both of your hearts, right, with Yetzirah and Yetzirah, with all of your soul to be prepared to give up your life, and with your very muchness. What are these three things? So, the, so the morale says that 
there's three things that tend to take a person away from Hashem. Why do a person ever be n- not be clinging to Hashem, not be in a state of love and closeness to Hashem? Three things. One is the Yitzhahara. The Yitzhahara is a thing that is actually separate from man himself. Uh, we see this incredibly by Kaim, right? Adam and Chava. Adam, Adam is man, and he had his first son is Kaim. Now Kaim, for Shemol say, represents the Yitzhahara. He ended up doing some bad things, killed his brother, right? And and his name Kaim is from a language of Kenyan acquisition. So it's a uh, it's a Kenyan to Adam from the days born, right? Chadas with Pesach Rovitz, right? As soon as a person is born, he, he, he's a taker, he wants, he has a, he has a desire. And that desire, certainly his aspect is just to you know, want food and shelter and clothing and you know, basic. But there's also, each person has in him actually an interest in Ra, a dark side to a person which is looking to take him away from Hashem. Literally away. A part that wants to break away. That was, of course, put into man to be removed from us. That's our job. Our job is to remove it. Little by little over the course of a lifetime. But that is in us. It's a kill call. It's a breakage. It's a, it's a perversion. It's uh, called Adam uh, Blial. The... Perverted man. Bri'al? Yeah. Like a disgusting. Uh, Rashid says that it uh, comes from a language of Bli'kale. Man, oh, uh, a, 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 a godless man. Uh, what? That's Bli'al without a, without a oak. Oh, is, 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 is Rashid says oak? Oh, yoke? Yo. Uh, like, yeah, without a, any with sense a, of responsibility. So, same thing. Okay. Um, so that's, so that's one. Secondly, thing that takes a person away from closeness to Hashem is one's own existence. Or as they like to say in Yiddish, Ich. Ich, right? Ich means me, I, right? The, 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 the sense of my own existence. Not because I'm drawn to do anything negative, not uh, the, the, the dark uh, part, but just uh, my own existence. The desire to be. So that's, so that's the second. That's the that's the bechol nafshecha. First one, so bechol of is to overcome the yitzhara, which is looking to have us rebel against Hashem. There's a certain monster that lives inside of a person that wants to rebel. Then there is just the me. I just want to live. I want to, I want to exist. And, and that means independently. Existence means independent existence. And not to, and not to lose my existence. And that, that's a natural desire. That's the... Again, the Yitzhahara is acquired to man. It's an external thing that, that, that came and was stuck onto man. Then there is the 
etzem, man himself, the, the, the fact that we are, that we are a nivra itself makes it difficult because we, we want to be. With, without that because without that desire, could a person actually uh, the, the number two that in that yeah. need for independence? Would that would a person be able to exist without that? Would a person? I mean, Hashem could do anything. I'm saying from uh, from the way, like a person that has that, that means that it, when it's a, a, a child, it cries for when it's hungry. Yeah. Isn't that a, a root of like wanting to exist? Sure. Seems like the, a, a plant has that also. Yeah. But, but so it sounds like that idea of trying to, if I want to try to root that out, if that's the objective, as we said that there are two, either we subvert it or we, we try to root it out, that sounds rooting that out would make it that a person no longer exists. Like we'd be a Kiva. Yeah, that's the giving up. So there's no way of, of actually living in that problem. Well, your existence is it, as a contradiction. It, it, living 100 percent correct. That's that's why Rabbi Kiva said, "Call your Maya." I was mistired over this because you can't, like Rabbi was saying, you can't live and not have some sort of a level of separation in that regard by the mere fact that you exist. Very good. Right now, when we do a mitzvah. Twice a day, in a, when we say Shema, with the word Achad, to try as much as possible to envision and to, and to really uh, experience that oneness to the point of being prepared to give up your life. And in that regard, fulfilling it to a certain extent. But you're right, as long as you exist, you... you that's so uh, you, 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 there's that, that's a block, that's a blockage, that's a separation. Say again? So, if that is the case, why is it then that, uh, uh, I, I know that we're allowed to disregard quite a lot of mitzvot if it is in the, for the purpose of saving a life. So, like, why is that the why is that the case then? So, if like the existence itself is kind of great question, in your you way. Know, great question. Answer is because the Torah commands us to. The Torah says Hashem says in the Torah, You should live through the mitzvahs and not die through them. But you're right. If the Torah didn't say that, then for any mitzvah, we should give up our life. But what did also, I mean, I, you have a question, what did also Chaim apply to this as well? Like, why apply it to not sacrificing yourself? This, I mean, clearly, this is that, that, was, that was a case, that was a case of the Romans, that was a case of Shas Ashmad, where that was, a, that was something. Apply, there's some exceptions. There's, there's three cardinal the sins and then Shas Ashmad. Mm. And it's just limited. We know. Baruch Hashem, we don't get too many opportunities to, fill, to fulfill this one. Um, it's crazy with the, how many you didn't have to, yes, fulfill it. It's mind-boggling. We, 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 we live in such a, such good times. It's, uh, well, they say now it's like harder to live Al-Kiddush than to die Al-Kiddush. It's true. It's true. Isn't, isn't that also what we're just saying right now? As far as we just covered that with Maudachah. We didn't, we didn't get to Mordecai yet, but we, we, but we, 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 spoke, but we spoke about the whole of Avacha. In the summer, we already said that, that with every single, every single thing that you're given, 
Oh, we were just reading the Gemara, right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, and now the the Mildecha, right? So the the third one is a person's that here we're told with your money, which seems a little bit of a non sequitur. We're talking about really, really have innate things, you know, the Eight Sahara or you know one's very own existence, and and now uh, and with your money, you know, I mean. Yeah. This is a good opportunity for a fundraiser. <laughs> like, yeah, you could kind of try to. It's on the same level as. Right, <laughs> but uh, but but how does that how does that make sense? So first of all, we need to understand that the whole meldecha means with all of your variness, very muchness, as Rebbe uh, uh, translated. Now, where is it that you can love Hashem very much? Because again, loving Hashem with the Sahara, you know you love Hashem with the Sahara by not, not giving into it, not listening to it. Okay, fine, so you didn't do that. So where, where is it? Um, it's binary, you either do or you don't. You have two people, one's a huge tzaddik, one's maybe not such a big tzaddik, and they both choose to give up their life rather than bow down to the cross. Right? Okay. But where is it that there's no limit to how much it could be, how much love you could have for Hashem? Meldecha, you're very muchness. The very much, that's in the seichel. The, the levels to which a person can contemplate and you know, uh, go higher and higher in, in, the, in the appreciation and the understanding and the passion and, and, and the fire of, uh, of love for Hashem, that's in the mind. Okay? Now the mind also is the thing that allows us to have kinyan. Find, uh, our money is an extension of our mind in multiple ways. First of all, first and foremost, I think, is um, animals don't have kinyan. Not only because other animals wouldn't listen to, you know, even if you said, hey, that's my thing, that nobody would care. But also the animal itself doesn't view anything as... It's, a, a, a person is able with their mind to have a greater understanding of themselves beyond their own physical body. Person could relate to himself as part of a family, a part of a of a tzibur. Uh, we can expand ourselves, the the, the oh my, one's own self. And the most direct way that we see it is the fact that people have kinyanim. Means this is mine, and I and I'd be out. I'd literally be outraged if somebody went and just took it away from me. Right? That, that is my coffee mug. Don't, nobody take it. Right? Okay. Uh, even though it's not like, uh, I mean, I, I don't even know if it's worth $5, right? But, uh, but it doesn't make a difference. It's mine. Yeah? So a person's ability, and we hold thousands of these things, all as a part of who I am. And that ability to expand who I am is an intellectual ability. Which is why Bechol Meldecha is understood as with, with your moment. 
because moment only because moment a person's financial right. resource so ability yeah. has no end how much you could have and all of that is the expanded me is the very is the very in me and all of that also to be given to Hashem the, the expanded version the part uh, that's, that's what I'm saying the other is the negative is if a person loses his money uh, like the Gemara and Sukkah says we're talking about over there uh, What? It's also in Gemara Brachas, good. So, so, so the Gemara says, why, why is it chasen? Why is it chasen? Why is it chasen? Tard. So if that's the case, so a person's sfina sank. He's a merchant, and he had a ship filled with merchandise that sank, he should be potter from Kriyashma. Uh, it's not a real teardown. It is definitely a real teardown. Massive teardown. But the point is, he should overcome it and, and manage. Why? Because the mitzvah of Kriyashma is to love Hashem even, even though this is the hardest thing, a person loses money, I read to you, Maimar Chazal. Person loses money. His heart is drawn after. The, uh, and a person is, is, uh, can't concentrate, can't, uh, can't focus on anything. So when Yaakov went back, he was going back because he looked at these possessions as an extension of himself, of the greater himself, or because he invested. Otherwise, it would have been a waste of his whatever time he invested to get that, the same thing. Are you saying the amount that I exerted to get this item would be a loss of myself? Like so. Uh, uh. Here we go. Libo shell Adam Talui Bekiso. Now, Libo means his mind. A person's mind is suspended from his wallet. It means if the, if the financial tears are a terrible yank on a person's mind. And, uh, and the, so that's what the more is saying. So if the chasen is potter, because it's judicial mitzvah. Is that because he, he hasn't had yet had an acquisition? Chasen? Yeah. Or he's, he's so in love with he's, that, he's the mitzvah. That, that he's concerned be. about how he's going to fulfill the mitzvah of the night of the wedding. And that one a person shouldn't, is not that's a tier, to that, That's a judicial mitzvah. Of mitzvah versus the boat sinking. Yeah. That, that's not a mitzvah. Yeah.
Okay, so those are the three things that take a person away from Hashem. And therefore, those are the three that we have to work on, that we're commanded on to, to love Hashem with those three. Um, okay. Now, alternatively, we said, alternatively, every parcel and parcel that he gives you. And that, of course, is going to, that, that's, that's, a, that's a very muchness of love that a person can have for Hashem. Because if literally every single thing that you're getting, you're appreciating of what Hashem is giving you, that's a, that's a very high level of love that a person can be always in the state of, of uh, closeness and similarity to Hashem, where we see our existence as being inextricably bound up with the existence of Hashem. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, okay, that brings us over onto the third page, those of you that are, that are following. Okay, so we're onto the C3. Mm-hmm. So the Sifri says, Avraham, my lover. That's like Yitzchak. That he bound himself up on the altar of Hashem to be brought up as a sacrifice. That's Bechol Nafshecha. Uvechol Meodecha is have a mode low. That's in, in all of your Meodecha is that you should admit to Hashem. You should admit and be grateful to Hashem. He said, I've made, been made small from all of your kindnesses. Okay, so now obviously, again, this is going to be every aspect of love that we can have for Hashem as embodied by the Father, the forefather. So I, so I asked you, um, why do we compare the love that we should have to our three forefathers? Answer is because Avraham, Isaac, and Yaakov embodied the sum total of the love that we can have for Hashem. There's different three different aspects of love. There's and And each one embodies one of those three. And together, that's the sum total of all of love that can be had. That's why there. That's why there are forefathers because they they laid down the channels of avoda that are going to ever be necessary. Okay, so now... I, I got a quick question. Uh, does the order matter? Because it's... It seems like, like uh, the second one seems to be kind of the ultimate one, the final one. Like it's, But that's kind of like not the first one, not the last one. It's just kind of stuck in the middle. At least that seems to me... It, it feels more... You're saying, you're saying because if you do that one, then you can't do the... You, once you give up your life, you can't do anything else. 
Right. So what I'm pointing out to you, though, is that the first two things. First of all, the giving up of your life, we do, we do that twice a day, every day. Right? When you say Shema, you're supposed to actually be actively doing that. In other words, you could do it and still live another day. You do it partially and still live another day. You can't do it the full thing. Right? But you could do it to a certain extent. Is that like nice words or is that like an akim of the... The Ramchaza is literally that's the mitzvah. That's what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. And not to sacrifice your life. Or that could also be akim. That's a bupol akim. But, but being that this, uh, that this is not uh, a mitzvah. That, but, but the mitzvah is commanded. This is commanded twice a day. So twice a day you got to do it just that if if there's no uh, situation where you can do it before so you just do it in, in your mind the way to do that is say I'm, I'm, I'm ready to do that if, yeah. if needed be. not just ready but actually to envision it to want I mean, why would you want it because okay, that's a removal of yourself like it's a, it's a, a ultimate closeness to Hashem to get to get up there or to remove myself as an obstacle of just getting close that, that they should to, for myself to become one with Hashem and the only way to do that is to die the only way to do it is recoil it's, what's the words that you say when you're diving like, what do you have in mind Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad um, I do have on the on the Der Hashem recordings over there. I went through literally in the word Echad how to how to see all the kavanas that we're supposed to have. Um, which is also on the podcast that I, that I told you about. Okay. Um, so what are these what are these madragas? So Avram Avinu was means whenever whichever situation, whichever um, action he was doing, he was always doing the right thing, not doing the wrong thing, and that right thing was a way that he was expressing his love to Hashem. He was excited to serve Hashem. He was doing and in every action, every action, he was living a life of loving Hashem. And that's obviously very exciting, you know. Um, if somebody were to see Avram Avinu, that's why he was such a tremendous Kiruv personality, because anybody seeing a person who's so in love with serving Hashem, with doing mitzvahs, running to do mitzvahs all the time, serving Hashem, b'chol that means even with the Sahara, overcoming it and 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 maybe even subverting it, like uh, like like Morty was saying, you and using it actually in the service. So that's that's a very exciting thing for anybody to see in the in the actual actions themselves. Now Yitzchak is different. Yitzchak is Yitzchak is a midah of din. Yitzchak is a midah of pachad Yitzchak. Uh, he referred to Hashem as Pachad Yitzhak, the, the, the terror of Yitzhak. Means Yitzhak trembled. But the, the negation of himself, of trembling at the thought of Hashem, is also a form of closeness to Hashem. 
It's a form of love of Hashem. Bechol nafshecha is the giving up complete negation of yourself uh, to the existence of Hashem. That's what Yitzhak accomplished. And finally, Bechol meodecha is Yaakovinu recognizing katanti mikol chasadecha. I've made, been made small from all your chasad. Now, being made small is, so first of all, small is not exactly a bit. It's not exactly going on the Mizbeach. Right? It's so, it, Avram Avinu was great. He was, he was a Anak Bein Anakim. He was a giant amongst giants. Avram Avinu was big. Why? Because he's, he's doing things for Hashem. Incredible. He's actively doing things for Hashem. Yitzhak is saying, what can I do? I'm, I'm nothing. I don't even exist. I'm ashes. Yaakov is saying, somewhere between. He's saying, I'm here, but I'm made small from all the goodness that you've done for me. That's the, that's the balance of the two. That's the, that's the connection. That's the chesed, din, and rachamim. Right? So it's Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov. So Yaakov is in that regard a middle ground. Additionally, what, was it, what did Yaakov do? He was Moda. Have a Moda loke Yaakov. Now, Moda, when you're Moda, Moda means to admit. The word, now to admit means what? Means that there was initially room to say that the thing is mine, but now I admit that the thing is yours. It's a giving over. It's a turning over of control. So by Yitzhak, there's nothing, there's, nothing to, there's nothing to turn over. There's no, it's, it's, I, I'm not here. Yaakov is saying, yes, these things are mine, but I can, you're giving them to me. But I acknowledge that it's all from you. So Avram Avinu is taking all this money and all these sheep and all this stuff and doing all, the, all these things for Hashem. Yitzhak saying, I can't do anything. Yaakov saying, everything I have is yours. So that's, that's, that's again, a middle, uh, middle ground. Um, <clears throat> We're at uh, 29. 28. What? Oh, oh, 29. Minutes 29. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so then we, fine, so we made it to the mission in Brachas.